0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Hey, hey, hey! What up? What up? What up? Though it's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you're listening to I'm probably right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. We don't like hate. Kevin Cleveland, my man, is running the boards, engineering, producing. Kevin, thank you so much. How you doing, sir? Well, much like you, you know, I've had better days, but uh, another interesting week in the NFL, but not so great for me. But uh, yeah, that's the way it goes, right? Yeah, you, you, your, your, team, your team lost, you know, the, the Rams. Kevin, life happens. And uh, just like life happens, things happen to bad football teams. Uh, we are going to first talk about the bad football team that is my San Francisco 49ers. Because I was in San Jose this week. And I don't even know why we're still called the San Francisco 49ers. Because they do not play in San Francisco. They play in San Jose. I was there and I witnessed the atrocity that is the San Jose 49ers. We're also going to talk about Russell Westbrook and the Lakers and uh, some of their troubles. We're going to get into Aaron Rodgers and what happens next. But first up. So, Kevin, uh, this past weekend, I went back to my hometown of San Jose, Bay Area, baby. You know, I went back to see some friends and, and family and hang out and do all the do all that good stuff. Um, I went back mainly to go to see the San Francisco 49ers, which, like we said in the intro, I don't understand why they're still called the San Francisco 49ers. I get it nostalgia, um, you know, they got a history. But the history is no longer in San Francisco. They play their games in San Jose. They practice in San Jose. Change the damn name. They're the San Jose 49ers. Or, hell, call them the Bay Area 49ers. That's what you want. But they are not the San Francisco 49ers. They're not in the vicinity of San Francisco. They're in San Jose. But I digress. I went to the game. Got good tickets, got good seats. You know, he's probably in like the 200 section, you know, and it was freezing. Like, Kevin, I don't know if you're a a Bay Area, if you've been around the Bay Area or been up there. Um, We get spoiled here in L.A. because the weather is always fantastic. And even when it's kind of cold, it ain't really cold. It's just not hot. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, But you head up to the Bay Area, and when it's cold, it's cold. It ain't snowing. It's not snowing, but it's just chilly, like bone chilly. And I was there this weekend outside at the you know, trying to tailgate at the game, and I'm shivering, man. I got on a jersey, got on my Kaepernick jersey, and I got some looks and some stares because I had on the Kaepernick, but ain't nobody say nothing. But I was wearing my Kaepernick jersey and walking around. I had a hoodie on underneath just so I could stay cold stay warm. And that didn't do it. And then I got into the damn stadium where I had to watch. The San Jose 49ers lose to the Arizona Cardinals minus Kyler Murray, their uh, their MVP in the running for MVP quarterback, and DeAndre Hopkins, first-team all-pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. They were missing both of these guys. Oh, guess who else they were missing, Kevin? J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was not there either. So I'm thinking, oh, man, the 49ers got this. This is a a walk, man. We about to kill it right here, right? And guess who the starting quarterback was for the Arizona Cardinals? Colt McCoy. Yes, that Colt McCoy. You know, I, I think people most remember Colt McCoy from playing at the University of Texas. That Colt McCoy, who's been to a – he might have been on about 10 NFL teams. I know he was with the Washington team at one point. Uh, He's with the Cardinals. Hell, he used to play for the 49ers when they were in San Francisco. And now he's leading this Cardinal team into the game on Sunday versus Jimmy Garoppolo where we think, oh, man, this is a win. We about to get a win right here. We're going to mess around and and maybe get things turned around. No, they're not. No, they're not because they're sorry. They are sorry. Everything about them. And my my statement going into this game was, if they lose this game, fire everybody. I'm talking about uh, 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 Lynch. Fire Lynch. Fire Shanahan. Fire Garoppolo. Fire the concession stand workers if you can. Start over. It ain't working. This was just this was atrocious. They could get nothing done. We're watching the game. And I'm watching everything that's happening, and you're calling it out. And you're like, "This is just trash." Everything they do, they've got Garoppolo in there. And if you look at his stat line, which is why stats are so misleading most of the time, you could look at this and think Garoppolo had a good game. Why didn't Why didn't they win? He did not have a good game. Garoppolo went 28 for 40. Okay, that sounds like it's a good completion percentage, right? It, hell, I can't even give you the exact completion percentage. But it's pretty damn good. He's probably in the sixties, right? Probably right at about sixty. Three hundred twenty-six yards. I mean, that's what you want. That's the that's the gold standard for a quarterback is three hundred yards, right? I don't know why that became the arbitrary number that we use for quarterbacks, but three hundred sounds like a good number for a quarterback to throw for. Two touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked five times. And Kevin, the problem with these sacks is people see sacks and they think, oh, the line wasn't blocking. No, sirree, Bob, that was not the only problem. Maybe once, maybe twice, the line wasn't blocking. The other three times was Jimmy Garoppolo having feet slower than molasses. Led all up in his ass, couldn't get anywhere. That's where those sacks came. And you know when those sacks also came? On third downs. So we're turning the ball right back over to Colt McCoy and the Cardinals who just marched up and down the field on the 49ers marched up and down the field on the 49ers defense supposed to be good. I got them in my fantasy. You know how many points they gave me, Kevin negative two, negative two. I gave away points in my fantasy. I still won though. 98 to like 70 something. Cause the other dude I was playing was even trashier than the 49ers. We've, this 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 it it didn't work. It didn't work. And the and the most frustrating thing about being there and watching this game is seeing Jimmy Garoppolo in there and the score, all they would score, and so it would look like hell, if we could get this going again for another couple of series, we could get back in this. And every time they scored or got a first down or did something that looked positive, all that did was keep Trey Lance on. Off the field, you, I was, we, were, me, and, and a couple of people around us who I was with, my boy uh, Justin, my boy Rossi, were sitting there, and we're the one we're, we're begging, put Trey. I was start, I was trying to start a chant, put Lance in, clap, 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 put Lance in. Nobody was going along with it except for me and my boys, and the dude sitting in front of us who who was a diehard hated Jimmy Garoppolo just as much as we did. Every time something happened positive for the Niners, it just meant that Lance wasn't getting in. And I don't know why, because there's no reason to have Jimmy Garoppolo in these games anymore. No reason. They are not making the playoffs. They're a trash team. Start over. Put Jimmy on the bench. And I know I was saying from the beginning, yo, we got a good defense. That's when I thought we had a good defense. I thought you leave Jimmy Garoppolo in there because he's a veteran, and I knew Trey Lance was not ready. But he ain't ever gonna get ready if we don't put him in there and let him learn something. And ready to do what exactly? Ready to do what? Because people say this about these rookie quarterbacks, and I got friends who who constantly try to undermine me when I talk about Justin Fields, who looked great last night. Great, and that's what where you gonna look at the stats and be like, well, he didn't throw for three hundred yards. Well, he threw for two hundred seventy nine. Well, he was only fifteen for twenty five. Yeah, but did you see the fifteen? Did you see these laser throws that he was he was making down the field? not checking down, moving the ball down the field, using his legs to manipulate the line of scrimmage. That is what you want to see out of a rookie. They're never going to be ready to lead you to a Super Bowl. They're not going to be ready to lead you to an undefeated season. They're going to be ready to take steps to get better every year. That's what I want to see Trey Lance doing. But he's not getting the chance because Kyle Shanahan and his terrible play call, that dude, the 49ers run more Reverses. (laughs) reverses. <laughs> they run more wide receiver and tight end reverses than any team in the world. I don't even think pop Warner teams run this many damn reverses. What are we doing? What is going on here? And John Lynch, who I've been I've been on since the beginning of time with this dude because I was pissed that he got this chance to be a GM after never working in a front office before in his life. He got it off being an analyst on TV. An analyst because he's a Hall of Fame strong safety and he was good talking on TV. We gave this dude a GM job. And then Kyle Shanahan, who I like as a coach, I think he's a good coach. But the problem with him being a good coach is he thinks that his system is what makes things happen. Bruh, players win you the games. You are only there to put players in the best position to win. If you don't have good players, you are not going to win. Which was evidenced in that Super Bowl when we lost to Kansas City because they had Patrick Mahomes and we did not. That was the difference. Not your damn scheme or your 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 uh your offensive game plan. They had that dude and we had that dude. And John Lynch. What are these? Dr- we traded all this draft capital to get Trey Lance, and now we won't even put him in the game. Because why? Because he's really not ready. He's not ready. If people want to say he's not ready, he is not ready. He has not played any real collegiate competition, nothing compared to what Justin Fields or or Trevor Lawrence or, uh, or Zach Wilson, who is trash. Even Zach Wilson played against more competition, and Zach Wilson has a, a body of work. Trey Lance played one year of Division One AA football, and they traded all that to get this guy because they think they're smarter than everybody else in the football world. And this is what we got. This is what we got. It, I, I, I don't get it. It's been a failure. They're not going to Super Bowl this year. They're not going to Super Bowl next year. So what is that How what is that for John Lynch's tenure? John Lynch will have been the GM of the 49ers, I want to say, about six, seven years And they got to the Super Bowl, and then they haven't done anything since then. They've got one Super Bowl appearance, one playoff appearance in that tenure. That's not success, is we got to the Super Bowl. The success is winning. Cause I, I love hearing people argue that when people want to be right about something, like, well, you can't hate on John Lynch. He got us to the Super Bowl. But those are the same people who hate on LeBron because they say, well, well, LeBron went to the uh, he went to the uh, championship eight times in a row, but he only won twice. He only won throughout. he won three times. So what is that? Well, you can't give one guy credit in one hand and then on the other just slap the other dude. What's it going to be? And what it's going to be is John Lynch is going to end up being gone. Kyle Shanahan is going to end up being gone. And the 49ers are going to be terrible and still being called the San Francisco 49ers when they're in San Jose, and I can't stand it, and I'm done talking about it. We'll be back after the break. Kevin, um, you are a Laker fan,
1: correct? Indeed. We, we, I, I, I forget Lifelong. about this.
0: Okay, you are a Laker fan. Lifelong Laker fan. Who's your favorite Laker? Oh, uh it would have to be Magic Johnson. I do have a... Uh... Kobe Bryant also is my is my favorite. Yeah. But, but Magic Johnson is a, was my my hero as a kid. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Magic yeah. Johnson is my favorite Laker of all time. Yeah. You know you got those. I, I love I love Magic. I think he's one of the greatest team basketball players of all time. And those are always my favorite type of players is the guys who make everybody around them better, especially you know when they play like point guard. However. We have a guy right now on the team playing point guard. He frustrates me beyond <laughs> beyond words, Kevin. And that is Russell Westbrook. I went to the game. I went to two games actually the past uh, week, the Lakers games. Uh, I went to see them play against the Houston Rockets. Where they actually ended up having LeBron, um, Russell, and AD all play in that game. I was excited because my brother-in-law was in town and we spent some money to go see the game and ended up being a good game. Oh, well, it was a terrible game because we we blew him out. Uh b- but it ended up being a, you know, just a, a good experience. We got to see LeBron. It was my brother-in-law's first time ever going to basketball games, it was my wife's first time ever going to a basketball game. So they were really excited. My wife has a crush on LeBron James. I am secure, so I ain't worried about it. Um, but, but she has a crush on LeBron James. Russell Westbrook was brought to these Lakers to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and from the get go, I never thought that it was a good fit. Most people around the anybody who talks basketball thought that it was not a good fit. They had other options. They were they had a chance to sign or trade for Buddy Healed. But they did not. Because why? Because they have LeBron James, who I believe is the GOAT. And a lot of people, a ton of people believe he's the greatest player of all time. They believe that LeBron James would get Russell Westbrook here and he would find a way to work it out. Trust in LeBron. That's what you do. You trust in LeBron because he's the goat. He's done it before. He's done it with mixed match parts. He's he's brought scrubs to to NBA uh, finals. Of course he could do it with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook has been terrible with the Lakers. Outside of one game I think when they played against the Spurs where he went off for like a he had like 30 something points at triple double whatever. Uh he's been he's been atrocious. And I think the problem with Russell Westbrook is you didn't really see him play as much as we think. And this is what I said earlier about stats. Stats don't always tell you the damn story. Right? We fell in love with these triple doubles that Russ Westbrook was getting. And I, I fell in love with them. I'm not, I'm not going to act like I wasn't either because I wasn't watching all these damn games he was playing. I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder, when he started becoming this triple double machine, the Oklahoma City Thunder were barely making the playoffs. So why the hell is anybody watching them? It's not like they were on national TV all the time. All we did was wake up in the morning, watch ESPN, and hear that Russell Westbrook was averaging a triple double. First dude since Oscar Robinson to do the damn thing. And then he did it two years, basically in a row. And we, like, oh my God, he is a amazing. But what we did not see with all them triple doubles, which is 10 points, uh, or double digit points, double digit rebounds, or double digit assists is all them damn turnovers. And I'm not mad at all the turnovers because when you have the ball as much as a dude like Russell Westbrook, you are going to have turnovers. People might not know this. Russell Westbrook for his career, second highest usage rate of any player all time in the NBA. That means that dude has the ball in his hands all the time that means you have all the time to not be perfect and so when you're doing something good here 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 you're going to do some bad here 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 but now that Russell Westbrook plays for the Lakers it's magnified because everybody's watching we are actually watching and we want to see how this soap opera is going to play out Can Russell Westbrook come to the Lakers and turn in to a dude who will fall in line and do something good for the team and not just be about himself? Can he change his game to fit in with other guys? Can he be the third banana? Because he is not the first, but he's not the best player on this team. He's not the second best player on this team. He is the third. And I don't even know if he's the third because I don't know if you guys have been watching, but Carmelo Anthony is back from the dead. And he is balling, hitting shots, jump. His offensive game is ridiculous. Just a professional score in every sense of the word. You watch these games, that dude is just, man, he is artwork out there hitting these. Ah, beautiful to watch. He's my, he, and it's crazy. Mellow is the fan favorite. And usually you go to these basketball games anywhere you go. Any team you go to, usually the fan favorite is who? The little scruffy white dude who could. Always, right? Always. Look back to the to the Lakers. Lakers uh, fan favorite, Mark Madsen. Hell, Kurt Rambis, if you want to go way back. Alex Caruso. Hell, Alex Caruso was getting uh, all-star votes because people loved him so much. No damn well he shouldn't be on another all-star team, but they was giving him votes. And now we got the little boy Austin Reeves, who was going to be the fan favorite until Mellow showed up and everybody thought he was washed, and now Mellow is the redemption story. So I don't even know if Westbrook is the third best player on this team. I'll tell you what, he should not be. He definitely shouldn't be the third person getting the open shot and taking it because his jumper is broke-broke. I mean, broke-broke. That dude is hitting – I mean, he's his threes look like he's about to shatter the backboard. And he's hitting this – he takes this jumper. He, he's put this jumper, this uh backboard jumper he's put into his game – And I swear every time he shoots it, I feel like the rim is going to break. I literally do. And I want Russ to succeed so bad. I want him and Melo to win a championship so bad because Russ, for years, whenever I watched him, he was one of my favorite players because that dude goes so hard. But when him going so hard, he makes so many mistakes. And I said a couple of things the other day. I'm not going to say whatever. I got the Russ. Some of Russ's turnovers, though, man. It looks like he's point shaving, right? They're so bad, it looks like, is this dude on the take? I mean, is he got some money on the line here? Is something going on? Because some, he just – go. there was a game against Oklahoma City, which the Lakers lost two times to Oklahoma City within the span of a week. The first time, they had a 26-point lead. LeBron did not play in that game. The Thunder came back and won. And the game I went to last week – The Lakers had a 19-point lead. The Thunder came back and won. And in those wins, you can see how it went down. Russell Westbrook had terrible turnover after terrible turnover that turned the game over to the other team. He cannot be the primary decision-maker for a championship team. And that's not what he's going to be. So that is the issue that I have with Russ. But the issue I have with people and fans and haters is – Y'all got to relax. Y'all have got to relax. Yes, they could have gotten Buddy healed, but do you know what happens if they have Buddy healed instead of Russell Westbrook? They don't win last night's game where they beat the Charlotte Hornets 126-123 to 123 because Russell Westbrook made plays on that night that Buddy Heald could never make. Buddy Heald needs somebody to get him the shots, get him involved. Russell Westbrook had plays that he made for other people, that he made for himself, that he put pressure on the defense that you're not getting with Buddy Heald. So while Buddy Heald might have been a better fit for the Lakers if everything is going right, but the reason you get Westbrook is because LeBron needs – LeBron's hurt right now. They're saying he's going to be out for a week, maybe two weeks. Somebody else had it about a month, maybe two months. This is why you have Russell Westbrook, because Russell Westbrook can run the team for you. Now, he's not going to make the best decisions most of the time. But then, that's where you need Anthony Davis to be Anthony Davis. And sometimes, and this is literally, literally, me and my wife will be watching these games, and I think Anthony Davis, and I, I am not one of these people to be questioning people's manhood and the pain threshold and all that stuff. I'm starting to feel like Anthony Davis falls on the ground or winces or, or, you know, looks like he's hurt just because he wants to add to the Anthony Davis mystique because that dude is addicted to falling on the ground. I mean, he shoots a free throw and falls on the ground. Every time he jumps up, I've seen him come down. Nobody around him. That man stumbles and falls down. Every time he runs out of bounds, you know, chasing a block, I think he's going to roll his ankle on the cameraman or something. Something always. Hell, man, last week against the Portland Trailblazers, the man had an upset stomach and only played seven games. He busted his finger in the Oklahoma City game. Hurt his knee in the the Houston Rockets game. Something is always wrong. It just worries me. But last night, Anthony Davis showed up. 32 points, 12 rebounds, 13 of 25 field goal shooting. Now, he did take a three-pointer. While they were tied to, they could have, he could have gotten a better shot, won the game, and we don't have to go to overtime. Anthony Davis took a three-pointer in a tie game. I think it was like 115 to 115. This dude is taking a three on the last shot. What the hell are we doing? You are 6'10", get your butt into the paint, and get a bucket, an easy bucket. But, overall, Russell Westbrook is there to alleviate lebron lebron doesn't have to play every game this year because russell westbrook is going to have games where he will win them for you with his hustle his tenacity and just his playmaking and carmelo is there hitting buckets we got three dudes on the bench who haven't even played this year yet kendrick nunn taylor horton tucker Trevor Ariza, those three dudes haven't even played yet. This team is not about the regular season. They're only 6-5 and five through the first 11 games. Once they get everybody incorporated, everybody in, and the rotation is going, they still got work to do. People are forgetting. Basically, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Talon, Horton, Tucker, those are the only three guys from last year's team still here. That's it. Yeah, Dwight Howard and Rondo played two years ago. But everybody else is brand new. They're building a they're they are basically building a whole new team from scratch, and they're missing the greatest player of all time. He's only played in six games this season. He's only played six games with Russell Westbrook. Give it time. They will figure it out. Everything will work out. Everything gonna be alright. Everything gonna be alright. Trust me, the Lakers will be fine. And my other pick, the Bulls. I ain't going to say nothing, but I did say the Bulls were going to be fourth in the East. And they look damn good right now. And I'm going to want my money. Y'all know who you are. When you're listening, make sure you have my money. I'll have my Venmo, my PayPal, my Zelle, anything you need. It'll be ready to go. Just have my money. we we'll be back after the break. So last week's episode uh was titled Aaron Rodgers is a clown. And uh I stick by that. He still is a a super clown. And I've I've long been an Aaron Rodgers fan. Um well, let's just let's just get back to the impetus of why he is a clown. Aaron Rodgers uh during you know, back back in August was asked by reporters if he was uh vaccinated against COVID-19 and he said uh yeah, I'm immunized. Then went on to say And talk about other players on the other guys, other owners who have made comments. And, you know, there's guys who aren't vaccinated. I'm not going to judge them when all along he was one of those guys. So, what Aaron Rodgers did was try to mislead reporters to thinking that he was vaccinated and lie about it. That's not misleading. He lied. He did not give us the truth. And he gave us another answer. And then Aaron Rodgers proceeded along with the Green Bay Packers and the NFL, mind you, proceeded to go along presenting himself as a vaccinated player. Now, the NFL has put together a mandate and protocols that you're supposed to follow. When Aaron Rodgers turned up positive for COVID-19, he was supposed to just be able to have, I believe, two negative tests within like a uh, 48-hour period of some some sort, and he'd be cleared to be able to play. But when it came out that he was going to have to wait 10 days, everybody started thinking, well, hold up. He's been at these press conferences, maskless. He's on the sidelines, maskless. He's coming to meet other players at the end of the game, maskless. Aaron Rodgers must be unvaccinated. The Green Bay Packers knew this. The NFL knew this and allowed this to happen. What the hell are we doing here? What 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 is going on? If there's a mandate, it's supposed to be a mandate for a reason. And the NFL was so huge on trying to get everybody vaccinated, especially, you know, none of these uh, coaches, no executives, nobody that works for the team can be with the team without being vaccinated. They tried to make it so the players would get it, basically saying if anything happens where there's a breakout because you're unvaccinated, both teams are going to lose all. They're going to lose game checks. because They're not going to redo these games. So they scared Every player, damn near every player who who needed to make sure they could keep in their paychecks into getting the vaccine, except for the top players, the stars who felt like, I don't want to get vaccinated. I'm not going to do it. Hell, Lamar Jackson is not vaccinated. But we know Lamar Jackson is not vaccinated. Why? Because Lamar Jackson told us he was not, he didn't have the vaccine. He wanted to look into it. I think it's dumb. Respect that he stood up and said something. Carson Wentz not vaccinated, but Carson Wentz wears a mask everywhere he goes, is within the protocol, making sure he's doing the right thing, not jeopardizing the other players and other people's money. The Packers allowed this to happen. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers owns them. Hell, if you watch this game against the Chiefs this weekend and you saw uh, Jordan Love, who I was hoping and praying would ball out, he did not ball out, and that tells you all you need to know. Aaron Rodgers owns the Packers, owns them. They went along with letting him lie and put this public front facing about being vaccinated when they knew damn well he wasn't. And the NFL never stepped in and said anything. I don't know why, because well, I do know why, because the NFL is always behind the curve, always. Hell, they didn't suspend Ray Rice for, you know, the domestic violence until the video came out. They don't do anything until they see what we're gonna say about it or what we're gonna do about it. Then the NFL gets reactionary about it instead of taking the lead in anything. And what they need to do right now, even though they were partly complicit in it, because they got egg on their face too, they need to suspend Aaron Rodgers. Suspend him. I at least one to two games. Hell. Tom Brady got suspended for four games for deflating balls. And that had nothing to do with anybody else's public health. Nobody missing game checks, nothing. They suspended the golden boy, Tom Brady, four games for deflating balls. Aaron Rodgers has been out here with eight other teams that he could have had a break. Hell, he was at a Halloween party and that's the weekend. That's the that weekend is where he came up and said he had COVID. He's at a Halloween party maskless. They got videos. And he's out here interacting with dudes who he, while he's unvaccinated, he's putting people in jeopardy. He put people's paychecks in jeopardy. Why? Because that dude thinks he's above everybody else. You cannot let that roll. He is not above the NFL. And if they're going to let this ride, they are basically telling him you are above the league. Aaron Rodgers. What? Is, Aaron Rodgers. One. He's won what? Two. Th- two MVPs. Three MVPs. One one Super Bowl. He ain't above. He ain't above this damn game. They gotta suspend him, and they need to find the Packers. Not monetarily, they need to take away draft picks. If I was any other team in the NFL, I would be calling the commissioner on speed dial, repeat speed dial. When are you gonna find them? When are you gonna suspend Aaron Rodgers? This is bull. What are you doing? And Aaron Rodgers had the gall nerve to go on the Pat McAfee show. I don't even, I've, I've, I've just started hearing about this damn Pat McAfee show, but I guess everybody, a lot of people listen to it and watch it. And he's on there and he's basically saying that he was in the crosshairs of the woke culture mob. And, you know, there was just a lot of people, he didn't lie. He wants to clear it up. There was, he was just under, there was a lot of pressure from people wanting to know about people's vaccination statuses and, you know, and and making decisions on what people should do and what they shouldn't. You lied, dog. That, don't don't say, while well, I was in the crosshairs. No, you're making an excuse for why you lied. You didn't want to be scrutinized. You didn't want to have to stand up to it like Kyrie standing up to it. You didn't want to have to stand up to it like Carson Wentz st- stood up to it. You didn't want to have to stand up to it like Lamar Jackson stood up to it. You wanted to be on both sides. You wanted to look like you were down with this when really you were down with the other dumb stuff. Which is the, the hydrochloric or whatever the hell stuff people were taking. He also had some other thing that was that he was taking that was like supposed to be like a, a mice uh salt. I don't even know what the hell. Aaron Rodgers sounds like a kook. All this, you know, this this uh homeopathic and, and holistic. No, some of the stuff is good, but come on, man, none of that stuff immunizes you against the COVID-19 vaccine. And then he he went on to quote Martin Luther King. And try to compare that to him not being vaccinated, saying this was unjust, and, and it's you're supposed to stand up to anything that's unjust. Man, I'm done with this dude. He is the clown of all clowns. And 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 somebody somebody made a great point about this the other day. Um, I believe it's Skip Bayless, and I really don't like agreeing with Skip Bayless because I think he is uh the worst, super LeBron hater, just annoying. But he said something. He's always been on this. Always been a, um, He's always been a big time uh, Tom Brady jock sniffer, right? And Shannon Sharpe has always been about Aaron Rodgers. But during this whole thing, Aaron, you know, Shannon Sharpe has been just blatantly clear about Aaron Rodgers is a fool, clown, and I can't believe this dude would do this. Aaron Rodgers has widely always been said to be super conceited. Thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Attitude beyond reproach. Um, thinks that he's the reason that everything goes. And we've always said, I've always said, if you replace Tom Brady with Aaron Rodgers, New England Patriots have just as many Super Bowls. And now I don't think so. Because what you're starting to see is when the Greg Jones, I mean, when the Greg Jennings and um, the old you know, Packers receivers would talk about Aaron Rodgers being kind of an asshole, they weren't lying. And so how you think that dude, was going to fly with Bill Belichick, who Bill Belichick was the reason. Now, Tom Brady is, 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 you know, the reason number one at 1B, right? But Bill Belichick put together that defense. Bill Belichick was the GM, put together everything. Tom Brady was a cog that made it all work. Would Aaron Rodgers, the way we know him now, this dude who thinks he's above COVID protocols in an entire league, would he have been able to put his ego down. Would he have been able to take less money the way Tom Brady did to make sure these teams always won? And that right there is why I will never again say that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. He is the most he's he's one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. Tom Brady is the GOAT. And why is Tom Brady the GOAT? Because Tom Brady not only did it on the field, but Tom Brady mentally and egotistically was able to step back and not know what he didn't know, and let somebody else do it. And with Aaron Rodgers, we see that that ain't that dude, and that's why that dude's a clown, and that's why the NFL needs to suspend him and find the Packers draft picks. I'm waiting. I'm about to get on. I'm about to get on the tweets and start sending it to the NFL myself right now because I don't hear enough noise about this. Justice needs to happen. I think it will. And I'm probably right and usually right on these matters. I'm Reggie Watkins. Thank y'all for listening. Remember, rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. Don't be hating. Kevin Cleveland, thank you so much for running the boards, engineering, and producing. We'll see y'all next week. Take it easy. Peace.